Welcome, everybody, to Bridge Builders Communities Church Sermon Podcast. You are listening to one of our messages from our weekly gathering. We hope that you sit back and enjoy and be blessed. This is the goal that God has for this people. 
The Lord did not set his love on you nor choose you because you were more in number than any of the people, for you were the fewest of all people. Mm. As I said, God loves to use the small. Mm -hmm. He loves to take what everybody else is discarding and blow upon that and move upon Amen. that Amen. and show that reason is not the end result. <laughs> Amen. See, so many times we are trying to live by reason. We're trying to reason it out, figure it out. And God says, no, you're limiting yourself to your own reason. I have something better for you. I have something more for you that goes beyond what you can ask or think. That's why he is so ruthless in trying to help us to get this message. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, let's go on. Verse 16. You shall consume all the peoples whom the Lord your God will deliver to you. Your eyes shall not pity them. Neither shall you serve their gods. For that would be a snare to you. If you should say in your heart, these nations are greater than I, how can I dispossess them? There's that little big small thing again. You shall not be afraid of them. You shall well remember what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and all Egypt. What a lesson that was, but how easily we forget that. And we're back to reason again. The great power which your eyes saw, and the signs and the wonders and the mighty hand and the outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out, so shall the Lord your God do to all the peoples of whom you are afraid. Moreover, the Lord your God will send the hornet against them until those who are left and hide themselves when you perish. I mean, isn't God amazing? Amen. That he Amen. is able to do the job in an unreasonable way. Are we getting the picture? You shall not dread them, for the Lord your God is in your midst, a great and awesome God. And the Lord your God will clear away these nations before you Live by live. Lord, I want you to just boom, you can do it. Boom, and it's done. He said, I'm going to do it little by little. And there's a reason for that. The reason. History. Okay, let's go on for the sake of time. Because uh, this is where we're really getting to chapter 8. Chapter 8. And the commandments that I am commanding you today, you should be careful to do, that you may live and multiply. And go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to you, to your forefathers. And now, two and three, verse two and three, uh, it is, 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 is kind of the cornerstone of what I'm about to say. But we need the background. And you shall remember all the way in which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years. Remember how God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years, that he might humble you, testing you, to know what is in your heart. For you to know what is in your heart. God knows what's in our heart. But we need to know what's in our heart. Whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you and let you be hungry and fed you with manna which you did not know, unreasonable manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for 40 years, I mean, it was the perfect food. I mean, you talk about healthy. 
Which you did not know. You didn't understand. In fact, that's the literal name of the interpretation of the word man. What is it? What is it? What is it? What's in that? People are trying to figure out what was in that miracle food. Unreasonable. But he did that to humble you and to let you be hungry and fed you with manner which you did not know, nor your fathers did not know, that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God. Yes. And the choice of word there is not just word, some of the translations say by every word, but the, the more literal translation is everything. And I would like to propose that, yes, it is word. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, but there's also wind. Word and wind, or word and spirit, is what is really implied here. So there's only words, 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 words. We're just, we're just weary of words. Can you say that? I say amen to that. Words. I mean, turn the TV off. Turn the radio off. Some social media. Words, words, words. But words and we, spirit, that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that's needed by spirit. That's 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 the real. So, we can spend a lot of time here. But, uh, I've I got, I got a white mark in Bible, and it's so cool I can't get it. I don't want to just read you this. The purpose of affliction, it makes listeners out of us, expanding our capacity. Wildernesses, if we will allow them, make listeners out of us. Listening to the revelation of God and stilling our own reason, mm. which is really what gets us into trouble. Mm. It's what got Eve into trouble, Adam and Eve in the garden. God's holding out on you. Isn't that, what, isn't that the words that came? Mm-hmm. God's holding out on you. That sounds reasonable. I mean, he says, don't eat this. This looks good. And so, reason why. And we defend ourselves. And that battle wasn't over there. That battle goes on every day in our lives. We're always fighting against my reasonings, my way of seeing it, my view on things, right? Amen. My reason. I live by my words, my thoughts, my ideas, my perspective. It's got to be my way or the highway. Mm. See? Mm. Okay, let's, let's, just, let's just hold that a minute. Let's go on now to Matthew chapter 4. Now let's, let's start with the last verse of chapter 3. 
for the last two verses. For the sake of time, I won't necessarily give context, but I think you can pick it up. If any knowledge of the Bible, Jesus is just coming on the scene. And after he was baptized by John, Jesus went up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove, and coming down upon him, and behold, a voice out of heaven says, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So, so, so Father God is speaking over Jesus, and he's affirming Jesus as his beloved Son, in whom he is well pleased. So in other words, uh, God is saying, uh, Jesus is my Son. My Son. Now, Son in Hebrew didn't mean just child. It meant a grown, mature, developed son at 30 years of age. Jesus uh, represented that. But right in the beginning of chapter 4, and I used to struggle a little bit with this, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. What? Yeah. Jesus, loving Jesus. We just celebrated the love of Jesus here this morning. But Jesus, the loving, uh, the Father, the loving God, sends Jesus, his beloved Son, into the wilderness. Have any of you ever scratched your head when you found yourself in the wilderness and said, God, what in the world? Why did you allow me here? I mean, I'm your son. I'm your favorite son. What's the wilderness about? You see, church, as long as we're kind of living along by ourselves, you know, just kind of bumping along, it's not too bad. But when we say, God, I want to really tune into what you have for me, guess what? Wilderness coming up. You thought it was going to be easy, so I'm going to give myself to the Lord, and hallelujah, it is going to be glory. I mean, he's a glorious God, so not naturally, right? I mean, we make that assumption, we make that reasoning. Uh, I give myself to God. Easy Street. Mm. Wrong. <laughs> Even Jesus. He learned obedience by the things that he and that he fulfilled in his life. Suffer. What's the wilderness about? Suffer. Mm. Yes. But it's about learning. It's mm. about growing. It's about development. It's about discipline. It's learning to live. By everything that proceeds out of the mouth of God, which we don't normally do, even as Christians. Right? Sad sad. So, that's the wilderness test to do reason based, wonderful things independently. And that's exactly the temptation of the devil coming to Jesus. Right? You do all of these wonderful things. Do it by yourself. Don't bother with God. Mm-hmm. You can do this. You all you everybody got one. You, you don't need God. You can do it yourself. And it's not really reasonable to somebody that's caught up in himself. The first temptation. The tempter came and said, if you are the Son of God, Command these stones to become bread. What's Jesus' answer? It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Mm. Where did he get? Mm. Sound familiar, doesn't it? 
he knew his lesson. See, see, the wilderness is a test. It's a test. What are we living by? See, we think, oh yeah, I'm living by faith. I'm living trusting in God. And, and God says, we'll see. Yeah. And, and so we'll pursue that in prayer. But I want us to see this because... Because this and, and, and Joe, you know, you, you really, you really caught this. You, 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 you practiced it. And, and this is this is the thing that I am seeing as as the big word for this hour. Uh, because uh, real healthy COVID is more about the church than anything else. I'm not, not going to go there, you know, and pushing that out. But I believe it is. Because, because, see, God wants winners, and he has chosen the church to be the winning team with him, not by ourselves. Are you connecting the dots mm-hmm. in this? See, this is bigger than about bridge builders. Bridge builders is just out of our Though you're small, you can be money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what this is all about. And churches all over this nation meeting right now, there is a test. We are in the wilderness as God's people. And this is the issue. Because God can't use warriors that are depending on themselves, independent, reasoning things out, trying to figure things out in the natural. That used to work, but that is not going to work in this hour because we are coming down to the finish line and God needs to be against 300. Mm. Mm. He doesn't care how few he has, but they've got to, they've got to pass this test to, to be winners. And so, uh, again, we can spend a lot of time here, but but in the Luke uh, passage, of the equivalent passage, the parallel passage is actually Luke 4, it's a metaphor. It says that Jesus went into the wilderness full of the Spirit. That's why he could answer that test question. Yeah. And, and face the devil and say, I don't need bread. I don't need bread. I've got the bread that counts. It's the words that proceed out of the mouth of my God. That's what I live by. Yes. Yes. And so in the Luke passage, it doesn't give that in the Matthew passage, but he said, he went into the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit. Amen. But he walked out, it says, after the account of Luke, in the power of the Spirit. The power came out of the text. He walked in the fold. He walked out. And that's when he, that's when he started his ministry. Mm. Mm-hmm. Coming through the wilderness. And so if you're in a wilderness today, rejoice. Mm. Pass the test. God's going to open doors And I really believe, guys, that you have been in a wilderness. This church has been in a wilderness. I sense that as we sat uh, in these meetings. That, you know, you've been in a wilderness and, and God is opening up to you. Uh, a new dimension of power. I sensed it this morning. Mm-hmm. In the service. Amen. 
Amen. And so, praise God. Amen. Praise God. And it doesn't mean the battle is over, but you see, we're, we're, we're getting to the what the real deal is. Okay, so let's now go with that background. That's the introduction. <laughs> Yeah, amen. To get the message. Amen. Matthew chapter 16. Okay. Matthew 16, verse 13. Now, Jesus has his disciples. He's full of the Spirit. He's got the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's moving under the anointing of the Father, but he's also got a band of disciples around him. Right? He's kind of in the middle of, of, of training them. And I wish we had the video. I mean, Jesus, he's just walking along. I mean, can you imagine just trying to picture them? I mean, they, they don't have Route 9W. Uh, <laughs> you know, they don't have the, you know, the cars and, and all of that. And, and, and so, as, as we read these accounts, let's stop and think a little bit of the context. Here they are walking along. Uh, verse 13, Matthew 16, and when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he began asking his disciples, he began questioning them. They don't realize that, uh, that, that there's a test coming. <laughs> That's the way Jesus did it. Like, oh, by the way, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not sure if they're chewing on a, a subway sandwich or what. <laughs> it doesn't give us all the details here, but they're walking along. And, and Jesus just pops this question. Hey guys, uh, who, who, who do people say I am? Interesting question, isn't it? Uh, you know, what's my reputation? Mm-hmm. Who am I? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so, so what do they respond with? Well, it says here, uh, and we're not sure, it, it says they say, so we don't know who it was, probably Peter, you know, he's always loud mouth. He's all out there, you know, running at the mouth. But, but he said, well, some say uh, he's John the Baptist. Why are, they, why are they saying that? Well, he, he kind of reminds them of John the Baptist. Uh, in light of some of what he did. Others uh, said, what, what, are some of your, what do your Bibles say? Who, who else did Elijah. Elijah. Why would he have been typified as an Elijah? Well, kind of prophetic. Mm-hmm. Right? Doing miracles. Um, still, others said what else? Jeremiah, one of the prophets. See, you're reasoning it out. They just say, well, okay, here's this guy. <coughs> who does he look like? I mean, we do the same thing. Uh, who does Elizabeth look like? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, our kids. You know, well, it's a little bit of him, it's a little bit of her, or it's all him, or it's all her. You know, speaking of the relationship with children and the parents. But he, Jesus then says, but who do you say? I am. Oh, and it, we've been through this passage. I've been through this passage hundreds of times. You probably have two sentences. It's amazing, isn't it, how the Word of God can continually unfold, unfold, unfold. So, uh, I, I see something here. And Jesus says, who do you say I am? Peter said to him, Simon Peter uh, said, uh, you're the Christ, the Son of the God. 
except for wilderness. Without wilderness, mm. we don't get it. Mm. And, and let, let's look at what happens here. Okay, so, so Jesus gives this tremendous truth. Then he warned the disciples. See, Peter passed the test. But there's a warning here. You know, we can pass the test today and this is tomorrow. Right? Oh yeah, God, yeah, 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 yeah. You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. What happens? Tomorrow, the bottom drops out. You know, all of these things that are going wrong, going wrong, going wrong, going wrong. What happens? We start questioning, don't we? We start looking to other sources, other words, not spirit words, reasoning words that we hear, that are programmed to us, and that we listen to. And we begin to start to buy into it. We, 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 we don't realize we're doing it because we're Christians and we think that we're on track. But suddenly, we are pulled off the track and we are down another road and we don't even realize it. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Well, it's true with Peter. Look at what it says. Verse 21. From that time, Jesus Christ began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things. Can you imagine the disciples scratching their head? Showing his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed. And be raised up on the third day. Here's Peter again. Wise Peter. Insightful Peter. And Peter took him aside and began, began to rebuke him. We began to rebuke Jesus. What's he thinking? He's reasoning, isn't he? What's his reasoning? God forbid, Lord, this shall never happen to you. And Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You're right. How could that be? One minute. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. The next minute he is trying to argue, trying to reason with him. Do we ever do that kind of thing? No. <laughs> never. I would never do that, right, Jay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, no. Never. <laughs> yeah. Is this making sense? Amen. Can anyone else identify? Yeah. Get behind your seat. You are some of a stumbling block to me. For you are setting your mind. You are not setting your mind on God's interest. We set our, our our mind on our interest, man's interest, man's way of thinking, man's way of working. God's ways are higher. Amen. God's ways are better. They're not just different, but better. And then Jesus says in verse 24, just that if anyone wishes to connect with me, then deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life, which is a reasonable thing to do, is our reason. But he, whoever, loses his life for my sake shall find it. For what will a man profit 
If he gains the whole world, uh, earns millions of dollars, has every kind of success, is living high and mighty for himself, if he does that, it's all temporary. It all fades away. Mm-hmm. At, 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 at the funeral, it doesn't matter. If he gains the whole world and forfeits his service. Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in the Lord of his Father and his angels, and will then recompense every man according to his deeds. Truly I say to you, there are some of those who are standing here who shall not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming into his kingdom. And six days later, they saw the power of the king. And we won't have the time to go into that, but if, 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 you, if God's spoken to you, uh, significantly, but I would encourage you to go into chapter 17, verse 18, mm-hmm. chapter 18, because we see the key to it, and, and, and Jesus is spending this time upon the Mount of Transfiguration. That's what the power is. And that word came forth already. Who, who was it that was uh, one of you was talking about the intimacy, spending time? The word that came forth? What was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, okay. That was so right on my That was so right on my God speaking through that word. All of the words. Yeah, that, that unhurried time, see, that's exactly where we were going in chapter 17. Uh, he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became his white. And remember how, how Peter said, Let's build three tents in the camp here, and Jesus said, Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say it like that. There we go again. Let's go meet. This is great. This is really great. This is really great. Let's stand here. Listen to Jesus. Amen. Listen to Jesus. Revelation. Uh, I, I think it only take maybe two minutes to show this. It's a very significant 
because I know Jay was really resonating with that whole harmony thing. Absolutely. He kept coming back to that, and I just mentioned that in passing. Uh, harmonic diversity mm-hmm. uh, was the word. Now, I'm going to just give you a little background. Uh, the guy that has mentored me in, in church oversight, what a godly man and what a gift to me at a very crucial time years and years ago. Uh, but, but our paths wandered apart, not because of any problems, but just because we the, the moved out of the area and so forth. I had not talked to him in years. I don't know how many years. For at least ten years. But something within me one day, the little voice said, you need to go, you need to make an arrangement to get back with Keith, is the name. And, and just thank him. Just thank him. Because, uh, you know, even what happened yesterday, a lot of it, in my part of it, was, was relating to what I, I gleaned from him. And uh, so anyhow, we tried a couple of times, it didn't work two weeks ago or so. I sat in his, I, I came into his office, uh, he was a little younger than me, we came into his office, we just hugged him and cried. It was, it was, it was, mm. That's what God is all about. 